Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. We preach and teach. We demonstrate the kingdom. We introduce unto the kingdom. Amen. We open your eyes unto the kingdom. Amen. So you can see how the kingdom of God operates. Amen. That you can see the glory which is attached to the kingdom of God. Amen. So you are introduced into the kingdom by accepting Jesus as your Lord and then receiving the word, amen, receiving the truth, amen, to be covered by truth, to walk under the truth, amen. If you don't walk according to the truth, then you are subject to deception, you're subject to delusion, amen. And so even what you're living, you're not living what you think that you're living, even what you see, it's, it's not really what you actually see, amen, if you don't walk according to the truth which is in the Word of God, amen. So I want to start today in the book of James chapter 4, the book of James chapter 4 and verse 14, amen, James chapter 4, verse 14, amen. It says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Amen. So what is your life? That's the part that I want to focus on. What is your life? It is but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So obviously this is talking about natural life or physical life because we know eternal life you would abide forever. So it's talking about your physical life, your natural life in this earth. What is it? It is but a, a vapor that appears for a little time. So it is contrasting eternal life because eternal life is just that. It means forever. Amen. It is, it is, actually, it is actually deeper than that, and I'll get into that. So contrasting that this natural life, this, this vapor that God gave your body to do his will. Amen. This, this time that you have upon this earth, God gave your body to discover Jesus as a Lord, for your eyes be opened unto the kingdom of God, the business of God, to receive your calling in the business of God, which is saving souls and redeeming lives from destruction. Amen. Receiving giftings of God, grace from God to be a blessing. Amen. From God to this earth. Amen. And you have a short time to get her done, so to speak. Amen. That if you live to be a hundred years old, the Bible says that's a vapor. Amen. A vapor is it's, it's a short while. A vapor is a mist. It's a breath. 
It is the event of life. Amen. It is the event of your natural physical life. It is but for a brief moment compared to eternity. So there, there is a word that means um, gravity, amen, or seriousness, amen. And so eternal life would carry more weight than natural or physical life, even though natural and physical life is important to get you into the place of receiving eternal life. The Bible says eternal life is knowing the Father and the Son, which will continue in heaven. You receive it here upon this earth, and you're supposed to know him, and he's supposed to know you. And then you appear in heaven after it's all said and done. Hopefully, you completed the will of God upon your life. Amen. Because it was a short time. It was but a vapor. Amen. It was for, it was for a moment. Amen. So, natural life, physical life, is a short time compared to eternal life. Now, eternal life is not just living forever. Eternal life is living with God forever in that blessed state. Amen. It is, it is opposite of existing without God. Those that go to hell will exist forever without God. And this is called eternal death. With being without God is death. Amen. And so you entered into eternal life. Amen. So that that separation from God would be no more. Amen. That, that you are now one with the Father, you have been gathered back unto the Lord, hopefully with a saved soul. In other words, that you know that God is God. Amen. You know that he is, he is good. All the truths about God. Amen. That, that you know once you are gathered unto God, that you are to see him according to the glory. Amen. God is full of glory. God is glorious. Amen. And so you have to see him according to the truth. The glory of God reveals the truth. Amen. Did you know the glory of God? If you were outside of the Lord and you saw the glory of God, you would know that you were outside of the Lord. Amen. When the glory would appear like Saul of Tarsus, he's working against God. And so the glory appears. Amen. And knocks him off of his donkey, amen, and he is blinded to the natural. That, that is symbolic. He's blinded unto the natural, but that is when he begins to know the Lord. He says, who are you, Lord? He says, I'm Jesus, amen, who you are persecuting, amen. He gives him a revelation, what you want me to do, amen, to go to a street called straight. It'll be told you what to do. And he begins obeying the Lord out of a revelation that came from the glory of God. Amen. So you would have to admit that eternal life is greater than physical life. That eternal life, amen, has the ultimate place. That people, everyone would experience physical or natural life. And if they did not make the proper decisions upon this earth realm about choosing Jesus and walking in that life that he had for them, then they would go through this natural life 
and then experience eternal death, separation, separation from God. There's no variation. The, the, the truth of God is that Jesus is the only way. Amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way to the Father except by him. That's the truth. Amen. I don't care how people try to change and talk about many ways, talk about many gods, and talk about people as if they were notable historical uh, people and other gods and stuff. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's the truth. And so it's important for you to come under the truth so that you can be cleaned up in your soul so that you can make right decisions. A saved soul is just that. It is a renewed mind. It is able to make right decisions concerning God, concerning eternal life. Amen. So, eternal life versus physical or natural life. Amen. Both exist, but you would have to say that eternal life is greater or rules over the physical. Eternal life rules over physical life, rules over the natural life. Amen. So there are laws which govern physical life and laws which govern eternal life, which is actually spiritual life. Eternal life is life in the spirit because now you are spirit. You're alive unto God by your spirit and your heart it's what you use. Your heart is your spirit to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. You begin to engage with God. So there are laws which govern physical life and laws which govern eternal life, which is spiritual life and spiritual existence. Amen. A law is a rule or a principle which governs. Amen. A law. Amen. The, the, the universal definition of law is this. A law is, is a rule or principle which governs. Everyone is subject to laws, but it depends on what kingdom that you reside as to which laws are in operation concerning you, which laws are governing you. Now, remember, the spiritual is greater than the natural. The kingdom of God is greater than the kingdom of the world. Amen. So there, there are physical laws such as gravity. Amen. They call them the laws of physics, um, the laws of, of motion. Amen. An object at rest remains at rest. An object in motion will remain in motion unless acted upon by another force. Amen. And for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So these are these are laws, laws of physics. Amen. Your car is going. Amen. Unless you stop that car or hit something, that car continues to go. Amen. That when you deploy things which would stop, amen, that car, amen, then that car would, would stop. It would keep going unless something else acts upon that car. Those are those are natural laws, but spiritual laws are greater than natural laws. Amen. Amen. That I won't go into that, but I was having an issue one time with my foot. And I thought that I had violated a natural law as far as eating certain things. Amen. But the Lord met me. And when I say the Lord met me, it's just that the Lord stopped me in his in my tracks. Amen. And he said that my spiritual laws are greater, amen, than the natural laws. 
He said that was a spirit of infirmity and to command it to go. I commanded it to go immediately. Amen. That spirit of infirmity left me. Amen. And so my, my, my issue, which was in my foot, cleared up immediately. Amen. So the spiritual law was greater than the natural law. Amen. God has called me and my wife as an apostle to operate in the kingdom of God, to operate in spiritual law, not to be moved by what we see, to have the audacity. Amen. To, to, to have the the audacity to, to, to have the swagger, so to speak, the boldness to not to be moved by what we see. Amen. To be actually to be caught up in him and to be caught up in the spirit. Amen. Not to be moved by the physical in order to be able to release the spiritual which changes the natural. Amen. Jesus came. He healed them all. It didn't matter what it was. Amen. It showed that he was operating on a higher level than the physical laws. The Bible says there was a woman with an issue of blood that she had been to several physicians. Amen. Had spent all of her money and she did not get any better. She grew worse. That same woman said within herself, that if I may but touch the hem of his garment, amen, you, you would have to admit that the spiritual laws are greater than the physical laws, amen. That, that the, the, the doctors could not help her, help her. That's physical, amen. She spent money. So well, she, she didn't have the best doctor. She spent all that she had. Holy Ghost. Now, Whatever kingdom you are of, you will defend that kingdom. Holy Ghost. You will be offended. Amen. If I say Jesus can heal, but the doctor can't heal. Amen. If you're in that natural kingdom, amen, you will pay homage to that natural kingdom. Amen. You will honor that natural kingdom. Amen. You, you will pay vows to that natural kingdom kingdom amen but there is a greater kingdom which rules above all i'm speaking of the kingdom of god amen i heard that song i never lost a battle god never lost a battle jesus never lost a battle holy ghost you know man can miss it and sometimes people hone in on that that man can miss it but god does not the Bible says God is justified in all his sayings. And when people bring a charge against the Lord, the Lord is always seen as right or righteous. Amen. Some people, they team up, amen, with the wrong Job in the Bible, with the wrong accusations against the Lord. And yet the Lord is always right. Doesn't have anything to do with, well, you know, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. No, God is right. Not only God is right, God is good. Amen. God's ways are to bless you. God's ways are to bless you. I'll show you in the word of God. In Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 19. Amen. God's laws will bless you. Amen. God's ways will bless you. Verses 7 through 10. Amen. These are different types of God, God's laws. 
It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So the law is perfect, it converts the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, it makes wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, they rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. So one of the laws of the Lord is the fear of the Lord. And that, that always kind of touched me a little bit, that as they include the different principles and laws and precepts of God, he, the psalmist, I believe David, includes the fear of the Lord. Amen. It is, it is that which teaches also. It is the beginning of wisdom. So the, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than go. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So the law of the Lord is good. Amen. That many people, they had come against the, the Old Testament law, amen. I'm saying that even though we are under the New Testament, a new, a new covenant, the Bible says that if you walked in love, that you would still fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law, the righteous statutes of the law, if you walked in love. So then we agree that the law is good, though it was a schoolmaster to bring man to Christ, amen to receive Jesus as Lord and the Holy Spirit to walk in his ways. I say both. You have to receive Jesus as Lord. But if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. How are you going to do that? By receiving the Holy Spirit so that you can walk in his law and that you can walk in his way. Amen. And so there are natural laws. I've said that. And there are spiritual laws. Spiritual laws, amen. So it depends on what kingdom you reside in, that which law will be seen as superior or supreme or the ruling law, amen. I told you that something came against me and the Lord told me to use the spiritual law that superseded the natural law, amen. So so the natural law, we, we talked about gravity and all those things, amen, but when Jesus ministered, amen, and throughout the Bible even, that God's laws superseded natural law, amen. For instance, Jesus and Peter walked on the water. There's a such thing as gravity. They defied the law of gravity, amen. The axe head floated on the water, defying the law of gravity. Jesus walked through walls, appeared in the midst of them, amen. Philip traveled through the spirit. Elijah traveled through the spirit. Elijah outran a chariot. Amen. This is just a few. Amen. Showing that the spiritual laws are superior to the natural laws and that the natural laws are subject to the spiritual laws. Amen. We are called to live in the kingdom of God. We are called to reside in the kingdom of God. But if you're going to be in the kingdom, you got to know its laws. In other words, the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That ignorance of the law is no excuse. Amen. 
If you go 100 miles per hour in a 15 mile speed zone, a cop may pull you over. And you, and you can tell them all you want. But I didn't know. <laughs> Amen. The, the law was still in effect. And that's what I'm trying to say. The laws have been in effect. Amen. The laws govern what happened. And so you're trying to make sense of things that are happening in your life. Then you need to know what law were you under. Amen. Were you regarding the natural over the spiritual? Amen. Had you opened yourself up to the spiritual, the possibilities of the kingdom of God. The Bible says all things are possible. Amen. With God to those who, who believe. Amen. So faith is a component of you operating according to spiritual law. Amen. And so there, there are laws that are subject to other laws. Amen. There are laws which rule over other laws. As a, as a rule, as I said, the spiritual rules over the natural. Amen. And so I want you to see this thing in Romans. Romans chapter 8. I'm not going to go through all the laws, but I'm, I'm going to give you a sample that they are the laws of God are in operation. Amen. And the laws of the natural are in operation. Amen. The, the laws of God are there to bless you. Amen. But in the natural, things go from a state of order to disorder. Amen. You know, rust. You know, there's, there's no rust, there's no decay, there's no corruption in heaven, but in this earth realm, you leave something out in the rain, metal, it begins to, to rust, to decay. It, it begins to deteriorate, amen. That a, a lot of what existed in, in history in the past is, is no longer in existence, amen. It, it was, it was co corroded, it was decayed amen it, it went away because of the natural laws so the lord wants to get you under his his spiritual law romans chapter 8 verse 2 it says for the law the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death so it speaks of two laws the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus it rules over the law of sin and death because it makes us free from the law of sin and death. So the law of sin and death can be out there operating, but it does not have to touch us if we are under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You say, what is that? The, the key word is the spirit. That, that word is capitalized. The spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. He, he leads to life. He tends to life. He gets a hold of your life, amen. He enhances your life. He blesses your life through the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Lord. He guides and leads your steps so that your steps are ordered of the Lord, amen. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. He leads to life. We flow with him. We flow with the Holy Spirit. We walk with him. We walk in his ways. And then in that same chapter, verses 8, and nine. Romans chapter eight, verses eight and nine. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. 
So the connotation is for the Holy Spirit to be guiding and leading you in all truth, to be abiding in you, and for you to engage him. In other words, to receive the Holy Spirit. He is the one who is the compass, the guiding one in your life. Amen. So by the Spirit, you, you know things. By the Spirit, you do things. By the Spirit, you go certain ways. By the Spirit, the Spirit wants you not to go certain ways. So he tends to life. He's the Spirit of life. It says, but if you're in the flesh, it says, but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And so a better way of, of seeing this is that the, the Holy Spirit has to have you. You have to be one who receives that unction. <laughs> Amen. Well, the, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and, and verse 27, we have an unction, we have an anointing from the Holy One that teaches us all things. Amen. And so he's teaching us God's ways. He's teaching us the ways of life. He's leading us on the path of righteousness for his namesake. Amen. And so if, if you and the Holy Spirit have that type of relationship, in other words, that you, you feel the Holy Spirit, that the Bible says the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, enlightening all the inward parts of the belly. And so if the Holy Spirit is one with your spirit, that is in your midsection, in your belly where the Lord can enlighten you. Jesus says that if anyone thirsts, let him come unto him and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rivers. Amen. Of living water. And so you have to have a relationship. You can't just do what you want to do. He is that ever-present help. He is ever-present help in time of trouble, not just in time of trouble, but even for just enjoying the Lord in communion. The Bible talks about the communion of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that's the candle of the Lord. And so the Lord will speak to your spirit by the Holy Spirit to lead you into into ways of life. Amen. And then in that same chapter, verses 12 through 14, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, not to the flesh. We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So I like that. We're not debtors to the flesh. We don't owe the flesh anything. So we're not supposed to honor the, the lust of the flesh. Amen. We're not debtors to the flesh. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so you must be led by the Spirit to come under these spiritual laws. Amen. You must honor the kingdom of God above the kingdom of the world. You must honor Jesus as Lord. Amen. You must honor the Father God. You must honor the direction of the Holy Spirit. God says that he honors those who honors him. So you cannot live in this world impervious unto what God is doing. Just, just living your life what pleases you for you're called 
to please, to please the Lord. Amen. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life. Amen. To bring you under the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so God has a covenant for you, a covenant of life. He satisfies you with long life. Then John 10, 10, he gives you abundant, abundant life. And 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 13. It says, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. And so the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. That we engage that by operating by faith. But the Bible talks about having the same spirit of faith. So the, the spirit, the law of the Holy Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now we're talking about the, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of faith causes us to believe and speak is what's in Romans chapter 10. It talks about if we would believe in our hearts that Jesus is raised from the dead and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's how we say it says with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So your faith operates by believing in your heart and confessing in your mouth. And this is called the spirit of faith. The, when, you, when you believe and speak that, that substance out of your heart. Amen. Romans 3.27. Romans 3.27. So, so what am I talking about? I'm talking about laws. Amen. Being in effect. But we are children of God, children of the Spirit of God, amen, children of the kingdom of God. So we have to operate by the laws of the kingdom of God and that by the Spirit of God, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Romans 3.27, it says, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. So I just said that faith is believing in your heart and speaking those things which are righteousness to bring righteousness into this earth realm. It is called the law of faith. You're believing the spiritual side over the natural side. You're believing the glory side over the natural side, the kingdom of God's side over the kingdom of this world. That sets you up for the laws of God, which are in your favor. Amen. And so God is for you, not against you. Don't work against his laws. Somebody says, I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, you're working against the laws of God. His laws are there to bless you. Amen. We saw that in Psalms chapter 19. Amen. God's laws are there to bless you. And so you have to learn his ways, amen. The principles, what's in operation, amen. And stop being in agreement with the laws of this world. You say, apostle, what do you mean? 
Are you saying that we're supposed to defy gravity? No. I'm saying God is for you, but there are things that are against you. Whenever there is a conflict between natural laws and spiritual laws, remember, you're supposed to be learning the spiritual laws. You're supposed to honor, bow down to the spiritual laws, honor Jesus, honor the kingdom of God. Amen. Somebody in the natural says there's no way out of this. Amen. Well, what does the word of God says? You have to honor him above that. Amen. The natural, the natural may say, you know, you only have so long to live that this type, you know, of disease. Amen. I, I, I give you six weeks. Amen. That's the natural. Amen. But the spiritual that Jesus healed them all. Amen. He sent his word and healed them. Amen. The, the, the Bible declares, amen, that he took stripes on his back so that we could be healed. Amen. So the stripes on his back is the good report, amen, that Jesus took all of that so that we don't have to take sickness, disease, and pain, amen. Doesn't matter, amen, what type of knowledge the world says about it, amen, that you're a supernatural being. Why? Because you're spirit, amen. God is spirit, and he made you in his likeness. He made you... He made you in his image. Amen. I won't uh, turn there, but Matthew 6.33 says, But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. So you're supposed to seek the kingdom of God first. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. Amen. Having this, the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. So the, the spirit of faith, the Holy Spirit of faith, having the same spirit of faith like the Lord to, to believe and to speak. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. The devil and demons are the spirits of doubt and unbelief and, and fear and oppression and depression and, and, and murder. Amen. And death. Amen. Those, those spirits. The devil and his demons are trying to get you into doubt and unbelief. What is that? The flow of their spirit. Amen. Question God. Doubt the Lord. Doubt his word. Amen. To be in fear. Amen. Anxiety uh, uh, attacks and things. People that they are bound up. That they can't even leave their, their homes because of the, the, the spirit of fear. Amen. So you have to distinguish between the Holy Spirit. You have to meditate on the fact that he is spirit, but he is holy. He is holy. So that which purifies, that which cleans and separates you unto the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit. But these other spirits, these wicked spirits are the, of the course of death, the ways of death. Amen. So that you will not be effective. Amen. For God. St. John chapter 17. St. John chapter 17, verse 14. This is Jesus speaking of his disciples and those that will come after. He says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them 
because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. He says the same thing in verse 16. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Amen. And so that's why we preach the kingdom, that we teach the kingdom, to show you that you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're not a citizen of the world, as some presidential candidate said a few years ago, citizens of the world. You, you, you are not a citizen of the world. I know that's hard to believe, amen, but you're not of the ways of the world. You're not under the dictates of the world. Amen. You belong to God. Amen. And so you represent his kingdom in this earth realm. Amen. Philippians 3.20. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven from which from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is in the word of God. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are on the rolls, the register of heaven. Amen. So we belong to God. We simply transition. We know God in this earth realm. The Bible says that is eternal life, knowing the Father and the Son. Amen. So that is, that is eternal life. And so we simply Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We continue knowing the Lord in heaven. What is true in heaven is what we believed in this earth realm. Amen. What God speaks from heaven is what we believe in this, this earth realm. Amen. So we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So while in this earth, we are to honor heaven and we are to honor Jesus as Lord. It comes up over and over again, especially because these are the last days. And so the spirit of Antichrist is trying to manifest. So the opportunity to choose what kingdom you're of will come up more and more. And who do you honor? Let me say it this, because I may not have made it clear. Okay. So if you only knew the natural, amen, then you would be living by the natural. Amen. And so you would be living by the kingdom of the world. Now, kingdom is just that. A king must, a kingdom must have a king. And you only know the natural. Amen. So you would not be subject to Jesus. Amen. You would be subject to the ones that are Filled by Satan to put out mandates and dictate about what is the law. You, you've seen it. Amen. Whatever the mandate says that the law in the natural. Amen. To, to try to give you benefit, but really to control you. Amen. That that is what people bow to. They bow to, to jabs. They bow to to mandates. They bow to working from home and doing schooling from home and not having contact with people. And God says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, especially in these last days as you see that day approaching. Amen. So if you're in the natural and you don't know that Jesus' kingdom is supposed to destroy every kingdom that is arrayed against it, 
And we hasten that as we make Jesus Lord and walk by faith. Jesus is able to destroy all that which is of the devil. Amen. So Jesus has already destroyed, amen, the, the principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. He already defeated the devil, amen, in hell, but he is seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting until his enemies be made his footstool. When we walk by faith, we, about, we allow Jesus to be Lord, amen, to be Lord over sickness, Lord over disease, Lord over our family, amen. We want a wholesome family. We want a blessed family. We don't want that agitation and hate in our children against authority. Amen. We don't want perversion. Holy Ghost. Well, we're going to have to submit to the ways of the Lord and to receive the counsel of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have to say that Jesus is actually Lord. You see what I'm saying? That Jesus is Lord. So the Holy Spirit will declare that Jesus is Lord as we yield to him. So we must receive him in fullness and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So our citizenship is in, is in heaven. Amen. Our citizenship is in heaven, not in this, this earth realm. St. John chapter 4. St. John. Chapter 4. Verses 23 and 24. St. John chapter 4. Verse 23 and 24. It says, But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God is looking for true sons and daughters that are led by the Holy Spirit. And so our duty to God is to worship him. It's really our life. The Bible says, present your bodies, living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So we practice the worship of God and give God our life, which is a worship. Amen. We give, we yield our bodies and our members unto God, our members as members for righteousness. So God is spirit. He's looking for those who are spirit, who will worship him and who will serve him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So come under the laws of the spirit. Come under the truth of God. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. Amen. To operate a different way amen to acknowledge him there's people even ministers amen which try to keep the holy spirit out of the church and out of services amen that is dishonoring the lord that is quenching the spirit amen because you don't know how to conduct a service without the lord amen you don't know what the lord wants to do you don't know how the lord wants to bless his people amen to bring them in the glory, to bring them in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Colossians. <clears throat> the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. 
If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Set your mind or your affection on things above and not on things on this earth. So your heart, your mind, your soul, your affection is on the desire of God, the will of God from heaven. You're connected with heaven as you live out your life, which is but a vapor here on this earth. It's but a mist. So as you're living out your life, you're seeking those things which are above. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When the will of God from heaven is brought into this earth, then is the kingdom of God advanced in this earth realm. So your faith shows whether you believe that heaven rules or that the natural rules. Your, your, your walking by faith allows the Lord to reign from heaven. Nothing more that God wants to do. The Bible says, Beloved, that I wish, I pray above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Amen. Nothing more that God wants to do to prosper you and, and for you to be in health, uh, even as your soul, so it is in accordance to your soul prospering. Amen. Good things that the Lord has for you. Amen. The devil wants you to run from the presence of the Lord. The devil wants you to try to find happiness in this world without the Lord. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10. Amen. So how, how do you conduct yourself in this world? Amen. How do you conduct yourself in this world? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. And so Abraham is the father of faith. Amen. He left his family. He left his, his place of growing up. Amen. And by faith, he went to a place where God told him. Amen. And so he lived in tents. Tents represent that you know you got a revelation that this earth is not your home. Amen. So the tents are symbolic. Abraham, the man of faith. Amen. He believed God. It was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. That he, he, he looked. Amen. He did not set his affection on the earth, and yet God blessed him. Amen. Most people teach prosperity. They don't teach this. Amen. That he did not set his affection on this earth. Set your affection on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. He set his affection on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. 
He, he, he looked at the earth as if he was dwelling in a foreign land. Why? His citizenship was in heaven. Amen. Amen. So I'm a foreigner down here. Amen. I am an alien down here. Amen. Dwelling in tents while he waited for the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Now, I'm not going to get all into that, but the, the, the city, New Jerusalem, that, that foundation, it represents Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, I saw a stone not carved out by man's hands that came and smashed that image which represented the, the kingdoms of this world. Amen. And it became a mountain and began to fill up the earth. The, the kingdom of God advancing and filling up, becoming Mount Zion in this earth realm. Amen. And also, verses 13 through 60, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessing that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared <coughs> excuse me, a city for them. Amen. And so they, they showed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham showed that he was seeking heaven, which is a far better country. For if you had staked your claim that this earth is your home, you'd be stuck. Amen. And that you would be disqualified concerning heaven. Amen. If you seek that fullness would only come through this earth apart from seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, amen, then you would have a turn, a, 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 um, an, a, an ability to return. In other words, that you would only be a partaker of that which is this earth. Your eyes was not open to heaven. Remember, Eve's and Adam's eyes were open to the natural when they ate of the forbidden fruit, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so that was the operating wisdom in this world, that natural wisdom. Amen. And so what the, what the gospel does, the gospel of glory does, is open your eyes back to heaven for you to desire heaven and to desire Jesus. Amen. And to long for the Lord. Amen. And I want to get this in. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. It says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, the King James says, strives for masteries, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Now, what am I saying? To receive your reward in heaven 
you have to compete in this earth realm according to the laws which are rules which govern. <laughs> Amen. So it is all about us getting to heaven and receiving our rewards in heaven. Amen. Above the things that are in this earth. So no one engaged in warfare. So if you are a soldier, you're in a different place than civilians. Amen. You operate by different rules. Amen. Because you're in the army. And so the Apostle Paul is using that. You are in the Lord's army. You operate by different rules. Amen. That if you want to receive your prize, if you want to receive your reward, you have to operate by the right rules. In the military, there is rules of engagement. Amen. You have to operate by the rules of engagement of the military. The rules of engagement, amen, of striving for masteries, amen, to, to excel in the things of God, to receive your heavenly reward, amen. So the rules of engagement, you have to know the rules. You have to know what law you're operating. You have to honor the laws of the kingdom of God. You have to honor the laws of heaven, amen. We see it again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, <clears throat> verse 24 through 27, it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. But they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I've preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. <coughs> Excuse me. So to receive the prize, you have to compete according to the rule. In the natural, he's showing that even in the natural, if you cheat, you are disqualified for the prize in athletics. Amen. That you are disqualified. You're banned. Amen. You can put your school on probation. Amen. Because you cheated. Amen. In Galatians. In Galatians chapter 6. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 6. Verses 7 through 10. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that he will also reap. For if he sows to the flesh, of his flesh he will reap corruption. And he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not faint or lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So he, he kind of qualifies and clarifies the things. He says that sowing to the Spirit is doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. 
And so you sow to the Spirit, you reap eternal life. Those that are the household of faith, the ministers of God, those that, um, that you sow into the lives of those who are, who are Christians, who are believers. Amen. You, you sow into the household of faith. You're sowing into the Spirit. But if you sow to the Spirit, you reap. You reap everlasting life. And so Matthew, we'll look at this one. Last one, Matthew chapter 6. So you sow where you want to get your reward. Amen. You, you sow, amen, where you believe that you will get your reward. Where your Lord is, so to speak. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 5 and 6. It says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. So Psalms 91, it, it talks about he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. It is the place where God reveals his heart. It is the place where God reveals his secret. So the Lord is your reward. The Bible says, the Lord says, I am thy exceeding great reward. The Lord says to Abraham, he says, that walk before me and be perfect. He says, I'm your reward. Amen. My presence is your reward. And God will reward you openly because you spent that time with him in secret. Amen. But, but those who do it to be seen of man. Amen. It says the same thing about fasting and giving, alms, giving and things of that nature. If you do it to be seen by man, you have your reward. Amen. That you have disqualified yourself for the heavenly Reward, amen. Because your the praise that you got, the accolades that you got, amen. The the press conference you call because you're fixing to give a, a big check. That was your reward, amen. You, you get no reward for that in heaven. What am I saying? I'm talking about the rules of engagement. There's certain rules of engagement that you need to know just like what I said about praying and fasting and giving there's there's rules that are in, in effect amen that rule over that situation amen that if you're operating in a natural amen that you get that natural reward but also that vanity comes into play when you look to receive rewards from the natural or in the natural, then the Bible says emptiness comes to you, vanity, folly comes unto you. There's no complete fullness or satisfaction. Amen. And you jeopardize your soul. Amen. But the laws of God, they are perfect, the Bible says. The testimony of the Lord is pure. Fear of the Lord is clean. All his laws are good. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also 
than the honey and, and the honeycomb. Amen. If you say, I did not know, that's why he sent us as apostles, me and my wife, to teach the kingdom. Amen. Different, a different way. Amen. A different mindset. A different perspective. Different priorities. Amen. But what is the goal? That which pleases the Lord. Amen. Those that are engaged in warfare, they don't in, they don't operate by the rules of civilians, amen, so that they may please the one that enlisted them, amen. We make it our aim, our goal, to please the Lord. Father, we thank you for that word. We thank you, Lord God, your many, many laws, amen. It's a good thing. People, you, people amen, begin to say laws are a bad thing, but the Bible says, that is a good thing. Psalms 19. Psalms 119. Oh, how I love thy law. Amen. It's my meditation all of the days. Amen. Thy law is good. By them is, is your servant warned. Amen. The law of the Lord. The principles of God. Oh, they are precious. They are sweet. Amen. They are good. Amen. They save life. Amen. They keep you on the right path. So, Father God, continue to teach us your ways. Those secrets, Lord God, like you said, that are revealed from the secret place. Bring them into this earth realm. Amen. For those who will honor them, those secrets. Amen. Those, those principles, those rules, and those laws. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.